ladies and gentlemen, from All Seasons Studio 306 in Midlothian, Virginia. It's The Undiluted Truth with Mike and Ben. Today's episode is... Would you, again, seek truth from the CDC? Part 2. Who? Do not forget to like, subscribe, and share... Our podcast email is theundilutedtruth.podcast at gmail.com. Hurry up and get on your best behavior. And make it snappy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Undiluted Truth. My name is Ben. Let's welcome in our host, Mike. How are you doing this afternoon? Fantastic, but it is getting better. That's wonderful. Much better. Yes. How about you? Oh, I'm doing all right. Um, Yeah. Good. It's good to be back in the studio. Very good. We haven't done uh, a two-parter in a while, but uh, I I think we we picked an excellent one to do, uh, the the interview with Dr. Pierre Corey on Epic Times with Jan Jekielek. Mm-hmm. Um, he is uh, he's an awesome interviewer, I think, and uh, a very thought provoking uh, interviewer. So I'm excited to, to get going. But, but uh, before we do that, I just wanted a, a quick reminder as uh, for our listeners and welcome all of you rock tumblers and truth seekers out there. It is good to have you here again with us. And we just want to take a second to remind you that uh, you can join us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Titcher, iHeartRadio. Google Podcast and Podvine, Audible, Podbean, or you could just basically Google. I don't want to forget yeah. Red, Red Circle uh, that's because right. that's that's one that's some folks think it's sort of obscure, but these guys are making. I'm just going to use the term noise. They're making some noise here lately. These okay. guys, right. Red Circle, I have been thoroughly impressed with. So absolutely, uh, but just wanted to bring that out for. Our listeners, and uh, we've already mentioned the the emails. So, but if you have anything that you want to to like or dislike or suggestions, do please email us at, Absolutely, at yeah. that email address. So, yep. And again, that is the undiluted truth dot podcast at gmail dot com. Yes, indeed. So, all right. Uh, we're going to get right to this uh, this particular uh, clip. I, I know we called it like a clip of a clip uh, yeah. last time, uh, but Dr. Pierre Corey has has gone through a what he calls a transformation, mm-hmm. and that transformation would be he you know like many of us we thought this was the case with you know big pharma med- medicine. Uh, the powers to be that control a lot of these things and to find out that it was none of the above and some some kind of shift took place along the way and it really has sort of reared its ugly head, if you will. And mm-hmm. one of the organizations is the CDC. They are certainly not the only ones because we have the WHO, the FDA, and I'm sure you listeners have local entities that control some of these things that are feeling the same frustration as as we are and, and many others in the in, in this country, uh, by the way. So the transformation that he took was 
was pretty awesome. And just briefly to say, he went from someone that was all in on that supporting them to somebody that is right now, I'm going to just say, a he's not really, well, maybe he would be a whistleblower, just somebody that's pointing out, we don't need to believe everything we read, everything we see here. We need to test it with the ingredients of health, uh, health and truth. Probably, right. uh, probably right. truth and then health. Probably a better way to put it. Yeah, and on that same note, it's like it was not that it is a unique situation, but and we because we've heard it from doctors before. Yes, but to hear yet another doctor who has done his own research and has found this stuff out, like, you know, he mentioned on the last podcast that even one of the highest medical journals, you know, that he trusted, he's a doctor. Yes. um, Come to find out that they're just as much, I guess, um, influenced as like the media. Mm-hmm. Essentially, is kind of what he was what he's saying, and yes. so coming from a doctor, like if it comes from like you or me, like normal everyday people, right? It's like, well, you know, whatever, you know, you, you can say that kind of thing, but the, but not that coming from a doctor, it should be any more taken to heart necessarily if it's the truth, right? But yeah. just because they're in that field, so just them be like, oh, well, no, we can't trust this even from my own field. Right. That That's kind of what I mean. It's yes. like, well, you've done your research, you know. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, well, that's, that's just nice to hear when you hear like he, people in that field digging and finding that truth. It is nice to hear, and, and I gain respect for those people because it's not an easy thing to do because you're right. talking about the, the governing authority in, in your industry. Right, and that's got to be a humbling thing to say. You know, it's almost like, <laughs> I mean, in a in a raw way, going. You know, my parents just aren't the people that I, I thought they were. Uh, you know, I I came to really love them and like them, and you know, now you're you're basically saying they are not. That's got to yeah. be a hard thing. Yeah. Well, I do. was I was just reminded of uh, you know uh, it was Paul Merrick, mm-hmm. right, that basically said you know from his research. Every single thing I learned in the medical, in medical school, yes, was is rubbish. Basically, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's like really. What I a, mean, that mm. that's how can you say everything I've been taught for like thirty, forty years mm-hmm. studying this stuff is completely wrong. Wow, you just you just what? gave me a great springboard for the next podcast. Excellent, wonderful. Yeah, 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 yeah because you, 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 what we were and we won't ruin it, ruin it or spoil it for the All right. the, the yeah. listeners, but what we were talking about yesterday okay. uh, just outside of the studio is what we're going to be talking about. So think about that. Okay. You know, right. uh, everything you thought was true in yeah. medical school. Yeah. And not so, not yeah, so. That, no. And that's a powerful statement coming from uh, Dr. Paul Merrick, for sure. Yeah, so, exactly. Okay, well, I do believe we're all set here, ready to go. So we're going to pick it up here again with uh, Dr. Pierre Corey and Jan Jakelik on Epic TV, which comes to us from epictimes.com. So, all ready? Right. Yes, sir. Here we go. 
if you look at the history of propaganda and censorship, we, we usually relate it to certain countries and certain peers, right? Uh, North Korea, Germany, USSR. But suddenly, for the first time in history, we had technology and we had consolidation of power on a global level. You had these industries that have global reach and technology to censor and propaganda. And so I saw a global propaganda and censorship campaign which made the world go mad. The things that I saw them do in this blanket of propaganda and censorship, you know, mandating young children who had basically zero risk of anything serious happening to them from COVID. You mandated these vaccines and people lost their jobs and they were victimized and, and vilified, you know, for being unvaccinated. And then, and then those adjacent to them, if you were anywhere near an unvaccinated, you still got attacked. And the most absurd were the people who got vaccinated and then injured. And the, the, probably one of the most telling cases was the mountain biker who got vaccine mm. injured and he recorded a video of what he was going through and he was so sincere and he was tearful because his career was decimated and then he started to cry because of all of the attacks on him for being an anti-vaxxer mm. this young professional athlete just trying to share what happened to him and just masses of attacks as an as an anti-vaxxer i mean i, I never saw anything so absurd and I'm just going to pause it right there for a sec because that that reminded me right away, and you you may remember this, but we watched, and I can't remember it may have been on the Judgment Hour, the one of the they did a lot of filming, but the remember when they had the kids out protesting with right. signs and everything, yes. and these kids had yes. no idea really what they were doing, yeah, or saying. So I'm hearing I'm hearing this story, and it's a very heart breaking story, but yet. These people, the only thing they can see is non-vaxxer. Yeah. You know, anti-vaxxer, anti-vaxxer. They don't see the story. They don't see the hurt. They don't see the reality or the truth. It's just take him down. He's a he's an anti-vaxxer. That's what that it's 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 sort of a brainwashing technique. And and it, it's 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 really, you know, very effective if if being put out the right way. But yeah. that's that's where we need to be critical thinkers and and constantly seeking truth in the in the right way. And you know we've talked about that in the past. But that's what that reminded me of that that just that statement and, right. and that one story. So I just wanted yeah. to bring that up. Uh, and and you know those are markers that we need to look out for. Absolutely. So okay, here we go. Continuing on. And so people were whipped up into this. And, and, you know, again, this was also a blanket of fear. The other, other ingredient that you saw was this, this fear-mongering ever. And I, by the way, I was scared. I saw stuff that made COVID really, really scary. But it actually, when you let the dust settle and see everything, it wasn't as scary as first advertised to be. But the fear and dangers of COVID were constantly propagated as fearful, far beyond when we started to discover that really you only had to worry about it in certain you know, strata, um, you really only had to worry about it in people who were untreated. <laughs> you know, like if you treated it early, it was nothing. It was no okay, let's pause. When he says untreated, he's meaning if, if you had a virus and you aren't being treated for it, not untreated with a vaccine or anything, just untreated. If you're just right. going to sit at home, you're not going to do anything, you're going to be, or go into the hospital and they're not treating you. 
I think maybe he could have said not treated properly. Yeah, you know, because I, I mean, even still with with what we had heard, and he was part of that. I think even way back, like with the frontline doctors, mm-hmm. they said even without treatment, the the chance of death was point whatever percent. Even way back then, so yeah, right, yeah, I right. think it's you know not treated properly or whatever. But yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that's what right. he was we'll, saying. We'll at, see where he's risk. going with it, but 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 yeah. there again, if you're if if your pre-existing conditions, you know, right, exactly. There's other factors. Yeah, or, or, there's other. You factors. know, your core morbidities are at at a at a level, you know, or a degree that's high. Then yeah, and you're not treated. Yeah, right. you, you could definitely. Uh, yes. Yes. there could be some problems. Yeah, right. I think that's what he was saying. But I okay. didn't want people to think. Well, no, you know, the ones that were, you know, not at risk were the ones that didn't have a vaccine right. treatment. Got so, you. Yeah. Just clearing that up. All right, here we go. Nothing. I mean, you, you, Jan, you've interviewed so many people who've treated thousands and thousands. And no matter how many times us doctors in this movement would say we've treated 2,000, 3,000, 10,000, no one's going to the hospital. What happens? Disin- that's misinformation, right? We got accused of being misinformationist. And... So it was this war where the, 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 the voices of truth and sanity were, were getting drowned out wow. by, uh, I would say, lies that were told for different objectives. Mm. And to learn, like, the CEO of Moderna is now a, has $4 billion of wealth, right? The pharmaceutical companies made tens to hundreds of billions. And, um, and the massive transfer of wealth. I mean, it, it's been a really difficult three years. But I still see most of the population who I don't think, I wouldn't say they haven't paid attention, but they just think it was a rough time and we're just gonna move on now. That's not what my experience was. Mm. And then, mm. the, you know, the last thing is um, reading the book. I, I, I had to interrupt that because you <laughs> cannot gloss over that. Because yeah. he, that's a, he, he made a very powerful statement, but he, you know, so true that most of us thought, and I'm just including everyone, mm-hmm. because you have a tendency to go, well, that was a rough spot, but everything's okay now. He yeah. went through, we'll, we'll go all the way back to the beginning, he went through such a trans, transformation, he said, that wasn't the case for me. And right. that's all he needed to say, but there's a lot in that statement. When he says that wasn't the case for me, it wasn't just a rough spot. Right. He was. I envision this as he was turned completely inside out because everything that he had he had gone through, mm-hmm. not just the vilification of uh, of his character or things that he has done his entire life and it, everything that we've mentioned. But isn't it interesting how we? can go through something like that and see severe and, and mind-blowing atrocities. And as, as you get down the road a bit, you tend to think, well, that was, that was a little rough spot, but we're okay now. I, I, yeah. I want us to keep that, that in mind because, ladies and gentlemen, the evil will keep using the same mantra, it will, the, the same techniques and I think that's what Dr. Pierre Corey is saying is what I went through was serious, and we are nowhere near through the woods with with these people that were perpetrating these things. Right. So yeah, 
All right. Call. Yeah. All right. I, I just had to interrupt there because it was it was sort of a just a basic statement, but it's much more deeper than what what it sounded like. Here we go. Books by and articles by former high level academics, editors of journals, and seeing what the journals did. The high-impact medical journals played a massive role in, in the human toll of COVID uh, by censoring positive studies of repurposed drugs like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, publishing clearly fraudulent trials that were designed to fail to show that ivermectin didn't work, to show that hydroxychloroquine didn't work, manipulated trials showing safety and efficacy of the vaccines. And so I saw this corrupted science being held as the truth and being arrogantly determined by all doctors, because here's where I think the doctors messed up. They are too, they were too, they were like me in the beginning. They're too trusting in the institutions of science, mm-hmm. the agencies and the journals. And they put an immense amount of trust. They didn't understand why there were so many of the population who were questioning what they were saying. Like, yeah, we see your journals. We see that they're safe and effective, but that's not been our experience down here on the ground. And you had this discord between the top scientists and what they were saying. They would say it so arrogantly and smugly and definitively. Mm. And then what they would say would change a few days later, right? Remember the 95% effective, 70, 50, 30. Okay, it doesn't work for transmission, <laughs> but it's still protects against hospitalization and death. So you had these, the reality was there was nothing was ever true. And they mm. were just shifting their stories. and. So where it's left me is I can't really read high-impact medical journals now. When I read a study, the first thing I read now is I go to the conflicts of interest. Mm. And that's all you have to read. Once you read a study and you see that they have numerous conflicts of interest with the actual molecule or compound or medicine that's being studied, you cannot trust that paper. It may be true, it may not be true, but I refuse to act on a paper whose conclusions were reached by investigators who have direct conflicts of interest with their findings. There's no more objectivity. And I've seen too many lies being published. I've seen things that are determined not to work and things to work, and both were lies. And every time the investigators were reeking, drowning in conflicts of interest. Mm. the, The most troubling one is Active Six, National Institutes of Health. They finally get around to to doing a large randomized control trial in ivermectin. You know who they chose as the principal investigator? A woman from Duke who they gave a $140 million grant to who has stock in a competitor to ivermectin. Mm. She has conflicts of interest with Gilead who manufactures remdesivir. I mean, she's got like a rap sheet long of pharmaceutical industry influences as does almost every other investigator on that trial. And what are they studying? They're studying a drug that would decimate the markets of every single one of those pharmaceutical companies in COVID. Can anyone actually believe they're gonna lead to anything but a predetermined result? And by the way, the disinformation, disinformation is actually um, defined in an article that I always cite by the Union for Concerned Scientists. And it's the tactics used by industry when science emerges, that's inconvenient to their interests. Disinformation <laughs> was actually invented in the 1950s mm. by the tobacco industry, mm. who hired a PR firm. 
And they started pulling these five tactics. And the biggest and most effective tactics is what's called the fake. And the fake has three different ways it's run. It's conducting and designing trials with predetermined results, censoring positive reports of, for instance, your competitor, and then uh, promoting like negative editorials and selectively publishing only negative studies. And I detail all of how they did this. I have huge collections of rejection letters from these journals to investigators that had done good trials, randomized controlled trials, showing phenomenal benefits of ivermectin. And the rejection letters were all the same. I'm sorry, this topic is of not of sufficient interest to our readers at this time. And when you leave, you either want to laugh at that or cry, because in the middle of a global <laughs> pandemic, people dying across the world, a positive trial of ivermectin is of not sufficient interest to their readership. Oh man, that 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 sort of says it all right there. Mm-hmm. You know, he he he. Wow. Sort of takes the big nutshell and and brings it home right here at the end. But a powerful statement. This is firsthand knowledge and experience. With, and I, I think a lot of people don't quite understand how some of these trials are done, and and who looks at them, you know, to see if they're accurate, good trials, right? And and looks at all of the evidence of the trials, and you know, he lists them as top investigators and and that sort of thing. But he he takes the and he he uses this one, and we know why. Uh, I don't think it's not it's not just because it's current. But it's there's so much, so much to lose, or say to, to lose, but so much was lost in the corruption of, of these trials. When you've got conflicts of interest, he named the one woman, right? That yeah. you know, she's got stock in, you know, a, a, right. a, yeah, yeah. a competitor for, for the drug, and actually. Ivermectin could have basically crashed the market, I think, is what he was saying, of Big Pharma, because right. it would have put a ton of people, people would have lost a lot of money, you know, and, you know, she was invested in remdesivir, which, you know, oh, right. by the way, has anyone heard of that? Was that pushed by anyone? Well, sure it was. All of the conflict of interest individuals that were part of this. Right, and I think that's something that people don't quite understand. So, so they're manipulating it all. And then it gets, you know, sort of on the back end of how they manipulate it and how this 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 fake is is what they used even the you know back with the tobacco company and and their yeah. their mo and mm-hmm. how the, you know how they push this forward and it's very very cunning, but they've got to use the media. They have to use the media when you think about it, whether it's newspaper, whether it's radio, whether it's, it's, it's studies. It, studies really wouldn't be considered media, but a powerful statement when that's used in the past, what they look at to, okay, well, let's look at the studies here to see what drugs we can give you know our patients because we're scrambling around here. Right. But yeah. when he, he mentions there were deaths a lot lost because of false information on these studies. So the question would be, how did the media play in this? Let's see if he gets to that point. Mm. Uh, Let's see. This is how it's done. And 
you know, you know, when I decided to write this book, I was angry. I said, I am documenting what these criminals are doing, how they're corrupting the science around a life-saving drug, and I started to document everything. And it's only after I read the Disinformation Playbook, which I read it in March of 2021. Um, you know, I gave testimony in, in December of 2020. Everything was going sideways. I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't understand why people weren't just looking at my paper. Immense amount of evidence showing it worked. Yet there was nothing but attacks on ivermectin. I couldn't figure out why our advice wasn't being like openly embraced. And one day I got a, an email from um, a professor, William B. Grant, who's one of the world experts at vitamin D. It was a two-line email, didn't know who he was. Dear Dr. Corey, what they're doing to ivermectin, they've been doing to vitamin D for decades. And then he included the link. And it was only when I read that article that the world made sense. I mean, I read the article, it's a short article, it's a very powerful article, and, and they, they outlined each tactic, and I was like, wait, I've seen that, I've seen that, they did that yesterday, they did that to me two days ago, this is what they're doing to the FLCCC, and like literally outlined, it was, it was almost like getting the teacher's edition to the world. I was like, suddenly it was like a click went off. I'm like, that's what's happening. Myself and the FLCCC has launched ourselves into the middle of a, decades-long war on repurposed drugs. This is not about ivermectin. It's not about hydroxychloroquine, although my book is kind of a case study around ivermectin, because it's a really good case study. Mm. It's been going on for a long time. Wow. And then another example is the NFL with chronic traumatic encephalopathy, right? The researcher who first tried to publish his results that the football players, you know, were developing these microhemorrhages and suffering all these illnesses. You know what happened to him? Oh boy, did the NFL go after him, right? They made a movie about it. And that, that's just one tactic, it's called the blitz. You go after the researchers who produce inconvenient results. Mm -hmm. Ergo, I lost three jobs and you know, uh, I've been attacked widely in the media, but well, it's and, what and they do. And found a new one. And found a new one, that's the thing, I'm happy now. That's what I said, the, the transition was rough, especially when I didn't know what was going on. Once I knew what I was going on, I fought as valiant as I could in that war. Um, ultimately, I'm unemployed by, by the system, but I love my nonprofit. I love my private fee-based practice where no one can touch me. I actually, uh, I actually practice under the jurisdiction of the Crow Indian tribe now. Um, so the states don't have any jurisdiction over me. All of my patients become tribal uh, members and uh, once I'm a certified tribal practitioner and once I, I, as long as I'm treating a tribal patient, the states have no jurisdiction. So I'm, I found that parallel system of where I think I'm safe for now. Um, and I'm helping a lot of people, and I'm very happy with what I do. That's a fascinating uh, solution, let's it is. just say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about that? I know we wow. touched, I told you, you know, that he, he's gone to a, a, a serious transformation, especially yeah. with his work, but... How how cool is that? The creativity of of becoming a a, a member of the Crow uh, Indian tribe, hey, and you and, know. and being able to come through there and stay under some sort of a, a safety umbrella to 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 do what he loves to do and and that save lives and treat people and right. educate people. But God bless him and and what just a neat way to kind of end, uh, uh, you know, not end, but but. but probably step up after he ended his uh, government employee or jurisdiction as he would put it, he's not under their jurisdiction anymore right, uh, right. so they can't touch him right now but 
And he said, right now, I mean, you know that we are governed by a body of, uh, of people that, you know, you know, well, he mentioned it earlier, a, a, uh, a, a what are you, uh, not a corrupt, but it was a, uh, uh, yeah, corrupt syndicate, I think, uh, a syndicate uh, cri- of corrupt. Criminal syndicate. Uh, criminal, uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, powerful, um, really mafia-type uh, governess over some of the most important things that we should uh, want, uh, I guess, ethical accuracy with and, and, and ethical honesty, if, if that's a, a doubling down, because sort of pounding at home, that we just don't have that anywhere in plain view anymore. Think about it. You know, it's been a while that I had brought up. I think what needs to happen is guys like Pierre Corey and and, and uh, Dr. Ursa, uh, uh, Ryan Cole, uh, McCullough, mm-hmm. Paul, Merrick. Uh, Paul Merrick, and and these guys. You know, yeah. uh, uh, they need to pull together and and start a you know sort of an offshoot of medical you know medical service, if you will. So. Pierre Corey has sort of done that in a way because he's separated himself. Right. Now, for people that don't know where to go get this, the problem is 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 you you're still going to get and we're going to we're going to really get into maybe some more personal things of of how for many years doctors have not been prescribing the right medications for conditions, illnesses, and such mm-hmm. uh, that there has always been a way to treat most of the things we're faced on this planet, and they have not been told to us. You know, especially us living today. No way. Uh, but uh, that's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm already looking forward to that. Uh, so, but yeah, I just, uh, Dr. Pierre Corey. You know, he God bless him. He is a yeah, I, I want to say he's a man's man, but he he is a real guy that that cares, and we've we've mentioned this before. He is not afraid to admit, "Hey, I, I was wrong about this. I I was sorely wrong and mistaken. I trusted some of the wrong people." But the important part is, is he had the vision or the ability to see the corruption, mm-hmm. and and has been able to move from it and is standing up. And telling people about it—that's that's the thing. Not everybody's everybody's willing to do that, and we, you know, that's a hard thing to do, to stand up and go, okay, well, now I've just completely lost everything. But hey, yeah. Yeah. He, he didn't mention it, but I guarantee you, God has got a hand in in what uh, Doctor Corey has has done and is still doing. So, anyway, all right, Ben, that's good stuff. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. Dr. Corey, wherever you are, all I can say is keep it up. Keep up the good work. Ben, let's bow our heads uh, as we close this one out. Father in heaven, we thank you again for bringing us the information that you have and allowing us to share it with the world. We thank you for people like Dr. Corey and uh, Jan and uh, that platform, uh, uh, 
the Epic TV, Epic Times, and all of those that are involved, we want to just ask for a special blessing of your care, your protection. We know that many of these people and maybe even ourselves are targets out there, as we'll soon uh, find out. We're uncovering more. But with that being known, we ask for your protection, that armor that you provide to shield us from the darts that the evil is throwing at us, that we can stand when times are, are tough and times are difficult. So, Father, we once again just ask that you uh, give the audience uh, here on uh, the Undiluted Truth a double dose of seeking, a double dose of passion to seek the truth with every fiber we have and help us to sustain that as you sustain us each day. We ask and we pray these things in the almighty name of Jesus Christ as we ask as well. May every intent of our thoughts be pure. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to join us again on The Undiluted Truth. And remember, rock tumblers, with all of your might, continue to diligently seek truth. God bless.